My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here today. Super exciting guest coming on today, Paulette Rigo. She is a certified divorce coach, credential mediator, and the founder of Better Divorce Academy. With over eight and a half years of experience, Paulette helps people make it to the other side of divorce stronger, emotionally empowered, and better financially prepared for the future. She's also the host of Thriving in Chaos Project podcast. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today, Paulette? I am very well, Brittany. Thanks for asking. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And it's such a pleasure to have you. I mean, we haven't discussed these topics yet on the podcast, so I'm really excited to. Before we jump in any further, though, if you don't mind going ahead and giving us a little bit of your background, just like you did before, before the show started here. Um, you know, how did you get to where you are today? I think you have a really powerful story, and I'd love to share that with our listeners. Sure. Um I am originally from Boston. I was born and raised there, and I know I don't sound like it. I can pretend if you want me to, but um, I'm from a large family of uh, people with pretty much the same name. Um, Paulette is my name. My father was Paul. My mother was Paulette. My sisters were Pauline and Paula, and it goes on for generations. It's rather strange, but wouldn't make that up. Um, my father was an intellectual businessman. My mother was a theatrical person. She had a dance studio and it was named Paulette's Ballet Studio, which is, of course, my name, but it was also hers. So, you know, I wanted to be Jane Polly. Don't know if any of you listening know who Jane Polly is. I thought it was pretty ironic, though, that her last name kind of matched my name. And I thought, hey, there's some synchronicity there. I loved how she would uh, at 701 every day with the peacock on the Today Show when I was growing up. And I thought, I want to be just like her. I want to interview people and make them feel like they have um, something that they're going to learn and be entertained every day. So I went to college for journalism, got a degree there five years later. But there was a little bit of a longing when the phone rang sophomore year. And it was my mom. She, again, had a ballet studio. And my mother started most sentences with, can you... Uh, would you be do good enough to do something or would you be a dear? So it would sound something like, would you be good enough to fill in the blank? And this sentence started with, as the phone rang in my dorm back in the 80s, we had to run down the hall because we didn't have cell phones. We had to literally share one with a couple hundred people. No kidding. And uh, I think uh, the, somebody said, hey, Paulette, your mother's on the phone. And the phone said, she said something like, would you be good enough to sub Penny's classes for her while she's out on maternity leave? And I thought, oh, no, here we go again, back into the pink tights and the rhinestone tiara and the ballet school. So um, and I was like, oh, no, please don't make me do this. Please don't make me do this in my head. But um, I did find myself teaching her classes for six weeks on maternity leave. But 20 years later, Brittany, I was still there. Um, I don't do anything half way. Uh, I put my heart and soul into everything. So um, I learned a lot, loved it, learned how to run a business and be an entrepreneur. Um, but on the other hand, it just wasn't my calling. It wasn't my longing. So while all that happened, I also met a charming young man when I was 17 years old. 
yes, 17. I just turned 17 and um, started dating. And before I knew it, after graduating, ended up getting married and realized, hmm, my life doesn't feel like it's mine, doesn't feel like I made any of these decisions. My job didn't feel like a good fit. My marriage didn't feel like a good fit. Everything just felt like I was wearing somebody else's shoes or dare I say, brushing my teeth with somebody else's toothbrush. It just felt kind of well, I see that look on your face, kind of icky, right? And um, soon thereafter, I realized, when am I going to start to really be myself? So I did finally get the courage to stop teaching dance. Um, my mother didn't take to that quite likely when I quit 21 years later. But, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And six years later, I did garner the courage to file for divorce. But I did realize um, soon thereafter that I didn't really marry a family a man, I married a family and I wasn't divorcing a man. I was divorcing a family. Uh, I had really never learned to speak up for myself and it was a difficult thing to do. And I've also found out that it's not an uncommon thing when you're about to embark on divorce. Most people, predominantly women, because 70% of divorce is filed by women. I didn't know that either. Um, it's it's something that they internally keep to themselves for an average of two years. And that's an average, ladies. Uh, I know many that think five to 10 years plus before they have the courage to speak to anyone about it, which is unfortunate because that's also when you start to make mistakes. So I personally, as you mentioned, uh, endured an eight and a half year fully litigated divorce case. Um, that was an experience. I didn't know that you could have a trial. I didn't know that you could litigate a divorce. I thought, well, you just fill out a couple of paperwork and make a decision about, you know, splitting the assets and, well, sign a piece of paper and move on with your life. And unfortunately, that's far from the truth. I personally endured an eight and a half year case that included a 12 day trial that took place over nine months. And that after that all, there, there was a four-year Supreme Appellate Court process. Yes, I did say appellate court process. So with that deep breath, um, lots of people started to reach out to me because my case became so well-known, whether it be gossip, news, just, you know, how good news travels fast and bad news travels faster. Well, let me tell you, it traveled at the speed of light. So back in the days before social media, although it was just sort of at the, the brink, people did reach out to me a little bit through that. It was mostly through emails, phone calls, letters, my doorbell rang. And the conversation would always start with, I heard about your case. I read about your case. You're doing pretty well. Can't believe you're still going through this, but you know, how are you getting through it? Um, but the conversation would always end with, can you help me? And it would make me really feel sad, but it would also intimidate me because I didn't know what I was doing. So how dare they look for me for guidance and answers? So naturally, I answered the question with a no. <laughs> but it kept happening over and over and over again for years. So eventually, I did reach out to my attorney. Um, his name is Martin Kane, and he's from Boston, as I mentioned. So, of course, his name is Maddie. Anyone of you is out from there from Boston? He's Triple Eagle, Boston College High School, Boston College College, and Boston College Law School. We got to be really good friends after eight and a half years. And I called Marty and said, I don't know what to do, but people keep reaching out to me for help. What should I do? I don't feel prepared. Should I go to law school? And in his very thick accent, he said, You'd be one hell of a litigator, Paulette. 
You think like a judge, you act like a lawyer, and you feel like a therapist. You owe it to give back. You are the 1% that has the depth and the breadth that 99% of people will never experience. Excuse me. So part of me wanted to cry and did, and part of me wanted to give him a good slap. Um, It was intimidating, and I didn't feel prepared. So that led me to become a certified divorce coach, a credentialed mediator, the founder of Better Divorce Academy, the author of Better Divorce Blueprint, and the director of Divorce Right, which is a corporate EAP executive benefit uh, program. So some say I have my PhD in divorce, not the law, but in divorce. And um, I work, I lock arms with people, walk through the fire and get divorced with them every day. Well, a power, powerful story. I just want to thank you for taking the time to really talk about it. Because like you said, like back then, you were like the 1% who went ahead and did it, you know? And I wanted to just go back a little bit further when you said, you know, you didn't marry a man and you didn't divorce a man. You, you married and you divorced a family. Can you dive a little bit deeper into that? Just so we make sure everyone's understanding where, what you're, where you're coming from from that angle? Such a powerful question. I think as young men or young women, as young adults, we don't really understand. But Brittany, if, if, if anyone listening learns one thing from this, when you march down the aisle and you're wearing your white dress and your tuxedo or you're at the beach or whatever the heck you're doing, you know, people get divorced in a, I'm sorry, married in many, many different ways. So, but you know, the stereotypical one is the the white dress and the tux, right? When you get married, you don't realize that not only is there a minister or a rabbi or a justice of the peace or whomever there, but there should also be a judge or a lawyer reminding you that you are now entering into a legal binding contract. This is a romantic notion, yes, but it's also an, a legal obligation. And you are commingling, literally, premarital funds. If they cross the line and they become marital, whether people like it or not, you are entering into a, a legal obligation. And if for some reason, and we all hope for the best, if the marriage doesn't work for many reasons, and there are 21 main ones that couples typically divorce, If you find yourself in that situation, the only way to end a marriage is to enter into yet another legal binding contract, which is called a divorce. Uh, It starts with a petition and with a complaint, and one's a plaintiff, one's a defendant, and it's a very formal process. Now, there are five methods of divorce, and it doesn't have to be litigated, but whether you choose DIY all the way to what I went through, it is a legal process. It's a very formal process. There's a decorum, there's a demeanor involved, and man, it's very involved. 100%. 100%. Yep. So back to the family, it, it's yeah. it's not just the person at the end of the aisle. It's the grandparents, it's the parents, it's the aunts, the uncles, the cousins, the sisters, the brothers, the business, the the and that 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 whole world that you enter into. You know, unless you're literally gonna get married on a beach and live on a private island and have no other people in your life, sounds like a fantasy, but I actually did live on an island, but it, it, you are really marrying a family. And you, you have to really understand that sometimes your spouse is very attached to that. And if you don't, if your morals and values and goals are not completely congruent in an alignment, it's going to end up 
and a conflict. Now, not to say that some of them can't work it out. You absolutely can with the right guidance, uh, whether it be judicial or legal, financial, but you've got to have the intelligence, the wisdom, the experience, the courage to really speak that because you are entering into this world that you know nothing about. 100%. Now, Paulette, um, you meant, uh, there's a topic that I just want to make sure we cover, you know, divorce success and why it requires the right. It, it's pretty obvious. It's you, you're going to want to have the right resources for divorce. Now, do you want to just dive into there a little bit deeper for our listeners, anyone that might be going through this, why it's so important to have the right resources during, if you're wanting a successful divorce? Well, there's many different ways of starting the conversation. The first way to look at it is the common mistakes that people make. And there's a lot of them. Uh, Mm -hmm. trusting your partner to do the, doing the right thing, being unaware of your financial, um, premarital and marital assets, uh, thinking social media is harmless fun. 86% of divorce evidence comes from social media. So be careful, uh, making sure that you document everything, that you are not in the dark about your finances, that you trust the right people. Uh, you'd be surprised the people that talk behind your back and pretend to be your friends. And then bam, you find yourself in a deep situation. So um, there are 12 common mistakes that many people make, but throwing in the towel, betting the farm on another relationship, digging digging in your heels, thinking that it's going to be an act of revenge and that there's a winner and the loser. Both parties lose. You know, divorce is a uh, a lose-lose situation. Marriage, by the way, is 100%, 100%, but divorce is 50-50. There, whether you realize it or not, many people don't like to hear that. And there is a difference between community property states and equitable division. I'm not an attorney and nor is this legal advice, but there's a general idea that you've got to split the assets, whether you think, yeah. whether you think you're entitled to them or not the judge is going to tell you that you're wrong. So um, be careful. If you don't want to share something, you have no business getting married. But when it that, that is just a fact. If you are not willing to share all of yourself, don't get married. married. It's not some romantic notion. Remember the judge at the end of the aisle. They should also say, just so you two lovebirds understand, you are entering into a legally binding contract. And just so you know, a divorce is a lawsuit. It is, you are embroiled in a legal process. One of you is the plaintiff. One of you is the defendant. And it's, and it's status quo. You have to keep everything going the way it is. But now the emotional side, why do you need to have a team of experts that know what they're doing? Because you need to understand your thought process, get clear on your why. You've got to feel your feelings. You've got to decide what you want. You've got to take ownership and be responsible for the part you played in the demise of your relationship. There are a lot of deal breakers, red flags. You know, the number one word this year is gaslighting. And I think the word narcissism is getting a good light shown on it, sometimes in a negative light 
Maybe it's just an educational. But many of the, the reasons why divorce is so expensive and so long is because the partner on the other side, and this isn't my story. This is me as being a professional divorce coach. Um, I, I help, I've helped thousands of couples divorce. I always say, I can't get divorced for you. If I could, I would, because I would do a right. bang up job, but I can get divorced with you. But the more you understand the tactics and the tools and the habits that high conflict people or just people that are very difficult because they feel entitled, they feel that they uh, have a, an ability to exploit the system. They want to exploit people and rules and all the other aspects of it. And they have a complete lack of empathy for other people. They just don't really care. They want, they see it as psychological warfare, um, which is unfortunate, but there's a lot of deal breakers, but you've got to know how to prepare and how to protect yourself and honoring your values and how to tell the children how to decide what's right for you, what method to use, uh, how to mitigate outside influences, practicing mindfulness and taking care of yourself. Most people get sick when they go through divorce because their health and well-being goes to, uh, could we say that a, a bad place, right? It's just yeah, yeah, it's yeah. so common that all people, they lose um, weight or they gain it. They don't sleep. They don't take care of themselves. Uh, everything just goes to heck and they fall apart. And it's so sad really understanding what to do before filing, uh, gathering your evidence, understanding lawyer speak, having a budget, choosing your advocates, being organized, document, document, document. You go, you've got to go into it being prepared because if you, God forbid, you have to go to a trial like I did, it boils down to a judge looking at it and saying, who is more credible? Who is more believable? And unfortunately, in many ways, Maybe uh, judges don't like to hear this. Who's more likable? Uh, you really have to be um, in, a, in a place of honoring the formality and the process and the decorum of the law. Um, you can't just walk in there in your tie-dye yoga pants and your baseball cap and your crinkly no. water bottle with your phone and think that you're going to be taken seriously. Uh, not that you want to go in there, you know, all, um, I don't know, navy blue a suit with your hair in a bun and pearls. You don't have to pretend to be someone you're not, but it's a right. very formal process. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Paulette, do you mind telling us your intentions behind the podcast and where you're at today? How does it tie into the business? Well, it was a little bit of a dare. <laughs> I did. I, I again. I wanted to be Jane Polly. Um, Jane, if you're out there, I adore you. Um, oh. You really, especially <laughs> Shad, you have uh, really shown a light on bipolar, and I'm extremely proud of you for um, being making people comfortable talking about it. So, um, I really admire her education, her marriage, her being a mother of twins. Um, so, I went to college for journalism. Went to Northeastern University. Got a degree in communications and journalism. Uh, worked in. TV, radio, and media. And then, of course, I found myself on a tutu and 20 years of later uh, teaching uh, Falap, Ball Chain, Shuffle, Hop, Step, uh, you name it, um, musical theater, ballet, tap, jazz, hip hop. I taught it all. And for some reason, when I was going through all this, I had a very good friend. Her name was Elizabeth, who had a radio show. And she dared me to be a guest. And she was so impressed with my ability to interview people. She said, will you co-host it with me? And I said, no. 
<laughs> and then uh, I said, sure, what the heck? And before we did six or eight episodes, and then she said, let's do a podcast together. And this was four years ago. Um, I think podcasting has grown considerably in the last few years. Um, right. And we did it together. Um, I then moved to so I couldn't do the uh, podcast with her. So I, uh, she kind of dropped off um, and continued her other uh, professional avenue. She's a wellness coach. And I was a yoga teacher, trainer, birth doula, lactation consultant. We had a lot of other things in common. I wasn't just always a divorce professional. I had a, a prior life to all this. So uh, yeah, I re we named it Thriving in Chaos. I've since renamed it the Thriving in Chaos Project because, well, it's a project. And I've been doing, this is year number five. I have over 145 episodes and over 15,000 subscribers. So it's really been a journey. I don't really see it as anything other than a resource or a Rolodex of experts where I'm able to take professionals in all things transformation, divorce, uh, whether that be judicial, legal, financial, residential, lending, insurance, taxes, psychological, mental, emotional, co-parenting, physical, sexual, spiritual aspect of divorce, because divorce affects every cell in your body and every aspect yeah. of your life. 100%. And so what would you say is your biggest focus or desire with your podcast uh, in the business this year? Anything in well, particular? What would you say? Anything in particular that the uh, that you would say would be your biggest focus or desire with the podcast mm. and the business this year? 2023, sorry, for next 2023, year. bring it on. Well, this is year, <laughs> I, I never called my business of coaching what I did um, by a brand until 2020. I had always just used my name and it got a little confusing because, well, you know the story about the name thing. So we don't need to drive down that crazy world again. So, but I thought, you know, I really wanted to not be about me. I wanted to be about having a better experience. So when I decided to rename my business Better Divorce Academy, why an academy? Brittany, there's a lot to learn. You got a lot to learn. You got to get schooled in this stuff if you're going to go through it. So with that said, the business really was a one-on-one -on -one coaching situation where I was helping predominantly women when I first started going through trials um, because not many people go through trials, right? Only 1% go to appeals and 3% to trial. So there's not that many and, you know, a couple hundred in the, I can help a couple hundred people. I can do that. And I have. So now it's growing and I'm not just helping people with high conflict, high asset litigant trial cases. I help couples in their 20s who are arguing over a bicycle, a toothbrush, and a pair of jeans. Not everybody needs to litigate. I'm saving my couple, my clients, uh, an average of 45 to 65,000 in legal fees, avoiding litigation, and eight to 24 months in court. And that's an average and a lot of heartache and bad decision-making. So I'm able now to not just work with a small group of people that need me for a couple years, but people that just need me for a month or so, maybe two or three weeks or three to six months based on mediation, because I'm a mediator as well as a divorce coach. So my growth is now to create online courses so I could reach the masses because my calendar is completely booked. I will show you, but it will make you cry. I'm still old school and I actually write things on paper. So I need to I reach love it though. So I'm reaching more people that can work with me for less money on their own private 
uh, Idaho, right? Of that they can work at it, self-paced, confidential. Nobody needs to know what they're reading, studying, thinking, learning. They can just be in their own little world of building their knowledge and their wisdom. I'm also really proud to say I've saved a lot of marriages. Last year, I saved eight marriages, not because That's I said, oh, save it was, and I didn't say to them, I'm going to save your marriage, but it was a mutual decision where they both realized that there was still a kernel of truth and core values that they wanted to hold on to. So Better Divorce Academy is coaching, mediation, but I now wear the third hat of being the director of coaching and management for a company called Divorce Right Inc. And we are a solution where we train HR departments in companies, corporations, small companies, 20 people, all the way to 20,000 plus uh, to have their HR departments prepared because employees lose 40% of productivity during divorce and five to 7% of them quit because they're so stressed out with their divorce. Now in quiet Mm -hmm. quitting and with people just wanting to, I don't know, drop dead from their jobs, the companies need to hold on to their employees. And then you throw divorce in the mix. Well, it's a combustible mess. So the HR departments don't know what to do. And divorce is a serious problem. Year after year after year, a certain percentage of your employees time and time again will divorce. And that's not me being pro-divorce. That's just called a fact. In fact, I'm not pro-divorce. I'm not pro-litigation, but I'm proactive doing all you can to save the marriage or do all you can to divorce with dignity and save as much money and time as you can, predominantly to save the children a lot of heartache. Now, I am really excited about the fact that I'm creating courses because I'm authoring speaking, because the more I can educate people, the more they're going to understand that there are options and they don't have to go down that slippery slope. Yeah. This is incredible. Paulette, this has been such a pleasure to have you on today to really educate us in regards to, you know, uh, and we know you don't do anything half-assed, so we know you are (laughs) on top of this stuff and you're up to date. I mean, it's crazy to think of the the percentages and the and how how much they've gone up, especially now, right? So uh, yes. we need people out there like you to help people because isolation, I think, is something a lot of people do. And uh, like you said, hold, hold it like for two years before the divorce actually happens, you're kind of on your own, and a lot of people probably isolate and they need this education and stuff. So incredible. Thank you for so, so much value added uh, for my listeners today. And if anyone's looking to connect with you, what would be the best way about going ahead and reaching out to you and um, the services you have to offer? It's so easy. And whether this conversation with Brittany and I has sparked some sort of, I don't know, spark, right? In you to think like, well, I have a family member, I have an employee, I have a neighbor, a friend, a sister, an aunt, a child, right? A parent that is going through divorce in any area before, during, or after. Don't go it alone. If I can help you, I know someone that can, and I work in uh, all 50 states in the US and Canada and overseas. So don't think local. Now, sometimes all lawyers um, and some other professionals can only work in their county zip code state, right? But that's not me. I don't, I'm not location centric. So regardless of where you are, the best thing to do is go to Better Divorce Academy and you'll find everything you need to know. I'm on social 
Thriving in Chaos Project. It's pretty much on every podcast platform. You know, it used to just be, uh, I don't know, there's like 50 of them now, right? You would know better than me, my dear. So uh, it, it's all oh, so many. It's so, but you know, when I first started, it was Apple, Spotify, and Anchor. I don't know. There's probably like, uh, I don't know. You tell me how many. So betterdivorceacademy.com and my cell number, believe it or not, ends in 0000. It's everywhere. I know it looks like a fake number, but it's real. I'm extremely accessible. Email me. DM me. Uh, do not go through this alone. Don't you dare waste a penny. Don't waste a day of your life and don't have your heart broken going through a, a horrible divorce. You can do it right. Um, and you never know. I might just help you save your marriage. Paulette, this is amazing. Thank you so much again for taking the, ta- the time out of your day to come on and sh- share all this valuable insight. It's Thanks exactly for finding me. On my show. incredible. Thank you so much. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure or higher entrepreneur, want to come on just like Paulette Rigo did today to discuss your business, podcast, and journey, please go to top100interview.com. We'd love to have you on as well. Thank you so much, you guys, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks, Paulette. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.